What's good? How y'all doing this evening? <laughs> Welcome to the Feli Sports Podcast. That is the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Two hometown guys talking hometown sports. Your boy Coach Mario and my co-host the Don. What's going How on? How y'all doing this evening? Um <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> how are y'all? Man, <laughs> I really don't know, man. I really don't know. I really don't know. Well, the Don is in a somber mood. Um, I think you all know why. We have a uh, a guest with us um, this evening as well. We always let you introduce yourself. Introduce yourself and let them know where they can uh, follow you at or read your stuff at or check you out at. Go ahead, Laura. Hey, um, I'm Laura Astorian. Uh, you can follow me on um, Twitter at, at @hildymac, um, and I am the editor for St. Louis Game Time, the SB Nation St. Louis Blues blog. Uh, so you, you can read my stuff over at St. Louis Game Time. All right, and done. If they want to check out our, all right. Sorry about that, y'all. It's it's been one of them days I forgot. I had some, I'm doing work in my little office area and I forgot to put some you stuff good, away. Man. Good. I'm good, man. It's just you know I'm OCD <laughs> about certain certain things. So if some just throws me one thing can throw me off, and I just yeah. But um, sorry about that, you guys. But hey, we're here this Sunday evening. Uh, thank you, Lord, for coming on uh, with us. But if you're new to the channel, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. All right. We on the road to 500. Um, I think we got like almost 350 subscribers. So we're getting close. We're really getting close. Um, also hit that like button. Share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics. And hit us up in the comment section. As always. Come holla. It's your hometown sports podcast. You guys already know where y'all can find us at. Um. Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast on YouTube. On you I do, just type it in just the way I said it. You hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. It'll let you know when we uh, go live or when we uh, post videos into um, our channel. Also, you know where to find us on social media, on Twitter at F-I-L-A underscore S-P. Uh, Instagram at F-I-L-A Sports Podcast. On Facebook, F-I-L-A Sports Podcast. And yes, we are also on Google Play and on Spotify. Like I said, I've been trying my hardest to get this stuff uh, uploaded. Just give me a while, y'all. Hopefully, sometime this what well, I mean by this month, I'm counting October. I try to have everything <laughs> loaded up. It's just man, I just been busy. I just really no, been busy, good. and you know, trying to find the right software to download free software. But if I can't get a free, I'm gonna end up buying it. Um, also, we want to share this news with you guys that we officially have a sponsor, um, Grant Park Print House. The link is in the description. We're going to be uh, doing a lot of great things with them. It's a partnership and sponsorship as well. They're sponsoring our shows now. Um, they pretty much uh, do digital printing on T-shirts, hats, bags, Anything, anything, coffee mugs, well, you name it, they pretty much uh, do it. And we're gonna have all our merchandise, like our uh, Feel the Sports Podcast stuff, gonna uh, come through them. They're gonna set up a website. They haven't been on social media yet, but they're gonna get that off the ground. 
But we do have a surprise for you guys come Thanksgiving. You can go buy your merchandise from them for the game. We'll put it out there later on, probably in the next few weeks. Just give us time. But I'm not going to give out any surprises. But it's going to be a must-buy. It's going to be a must-buy that you're going to end up wanting to buy some merchandise, a T-shirt or a hat to wear at the games. So, um, building in that. Everybody in the chat, I got five people in the chat. Come on, y'all. Where everybody at? I understand y'all upset that uh, the Falcons lost. Yeah, the Braves lost. Don't take it out on us, right? Yeah, yeah, the Braves (laughs) lost in extra innings tonight, today. Then United, they uh, pretty much um, had a draw. It just wasn't a good day for Atlanta sports. So, hey, and then we talking about the Thrashers tonight. (laughs) So, like I said, it's it's just not a good day for uh, Atlanta sports. So, um. Go ahead and run down uh, what happened uh, this week with uh, the Dream. Uh, the Dream got kicked out of uh, State Farm Arena. It's weird, odd how that's gonna kind of tie in to what we're gonna talk about later with the Thrashers too. Yeah. But yeah, they uh, they won't be returning to State Farm Arena. They gotta find somewhere else to play. Well, they got the new place in um, <laughs> College Park, and then they also have. Um, they got the Gwinnett Center. They got the Gwinnett Center, Infinite and then Arena. they got and then they got Georgia Tech too. So, but yeah. I don't know how to. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got Georgia Tech as well. And then in a couple of years, they'll have Georgia State's new Georgia Arena State. too. Yep. So they got they're gonna have some places to play. I just hope they don't leave the city. If they leave the, if they leave the city, then I'm gonna be hurt. All right. Um, segue into the uh, Atlanta Blaze. Um. A lot of their players are up for MLL awards. MLL is playing for um, Major Lacro- Major League Lacrosse. And Randy Stats, he's up for the Offensive Player of the Year. Liam uh, Bynes, he's up for the Defensive Player of the Year. Chris uh, Madeline, he's up for the Goalie of the Year. And Addis uh, Woodall, he's up for the Rookie of the Year. So, shouts out to Liam Banks. We had him on the show at, a month ago. So he yeah. coached those boys up and pretty much four players up for awards. That's, That's huge. And then they got to, um, and then this week starts their playoff as well. So um, I just hope they can bring a championship to the city. If they do, you already know we're going to take Liam out on uh, night on the town, man. We, we owe that to coach, man. We owe that to coach, uh, coach Banks. Yeah. So what the Braves do? Uh, the Braves Tuesday, um, Kansas City. Uh, we dropped that one nine to six. Um, had them again on Wednesday, and we were able to pull that one out, win that one ten to two. Score some runs in that one. Friday we took on the Mets, and we dropped that one four to two. Typical Mets, uh, Braves game. And yesterday we dropped to the Mets uh, three to zip. And uh, extra innings today, seven to six. So. Um, Obviously, we didn't get to the hundred, uh, the hundred wins, but yeah, who cares? Uh, we just trying to like be healthy yeah. to the uh, playoffs. We just trying to, like I say, if we get to the NLCS, we good, we're good. Now, if we get to the World right. Series, I'm gonna lose my mind. So. Well, speaking of that, um, the playoff roster uh, was announced. Ender is not going to make the, um, the playoff roster for the NLDS, and it starts Thursday over in. Atlanta slash Cobb, depending on whatever you want to call it. Just call it the battery. It's going to be at the battery. <laughs> the battery yeah. Technically, the address says Atlanta, but we know 
it's Cobb. So it is kind of weird right there. Exactly. But technically, pull it up. It says so Atlanta. The, the, yeah, the playoff is set. Uh, we play the Cardinals. And we know our history when we play against the Cardinals is not good at all. But, hey, you know, some got to give. Because I really don't like everybody like everybody don't like the Mets. Everybody don't like um, the Nats. I don't like the Cardinals. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I just <laughs> never did. Laura's like a Cardinals fan. I know she is. I know she <laughs> okay, is. You want to smoke? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I, make sure I rib that up later. I'm gonna I just, I, I just never was. <laughs> look, I just never was a. I, I, I just never liked the Cardinals. Yeah, just, feel you. Feel you. Know. Something uh, about the Brewers. I don't know with me. I don't even know why. I just don't like the Brewers. I don't even had. Couldn't even tell you why. Nothing. Uh, they just a hand me down team because we pretty I'm, much. I just. I used to hate their uniforms back in the day. That's what it was. It just I like the blue them. and yellow. I love. I love that. It colors. wasn't the color scheme. It was the print stripe the back. But anyway, it was bad. Uh, Hawks news, basketball. All my basketball heads. Um, if uh, about to get start, your team's training yes. camp is starting up. Cam Reddish has cleared the um practice, so um, all my basketball fans, I guess we'll be talking some basketball soon next couple weeks because you'll start training camp and then they'll start preseason. So, all my uh hoop fans, I know y'all excited. And uh, like what training camp actually starts Tuesday. Yep. So training yeah, and then um Tuesday. after training camp, what training camp is like ten days. Then they actually start the um season preseason. Right, pre-season. it's like ten or fourteen days. So they start preseason actually pretty pretty soon. It ain't it's not like you know. Man, we need to go on to get our tickets to the um to to a game on a Saturday night or something, so we can just go out there yeah. and just kick it. We need to check uh figure out what team we want to go see. Man, we can get a press box. Look, man, we can get a we can get a luxury box and just invite like 10, 15 people to come in and just kick it with us. That sound good. New sponsorship kicking in, right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Don't tell me I get in the luxury box. You see, I'm over here like We can talk yeah, to hey, we can talk it. hey, we can talk to Grant Parr Print House. Uh, we can talk to Matt and see we'll see if he can uh hook us up with something. You never know. <laughs> so for the uh you know, for the subject we danced around, man. Let's go ahead and get through it. What yep. they do today, them birds. What they didn't do. Uh, lost the game, twenty-four to ten. <laughs> uh, look, man. I, and I said this before, and I said this all preseason. I said this in training camp, and you can vouch for me. I said we're not going to be successful if we don't run the ball. We're not running the ball. I believe there was what. We threw the ball with how many times? Like 50, 57, 56 times? 53, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, 50-something. That's, yeah. that's not a balanced offense. That is not it's a balanced not... offense. And when you when you abandoned the run, we we had the game tied for a bit. But, and I already know how Dirk Carter is. Dirk Carter, he just wants, if something doesn't work his way, because he wants big plays. He wants like 30 yards down the field, and he wants his running backs to break off 15 yards. So when Freeman – then was getting three yards to carry or whatever. He just got impatient as usual and panicked and just said, oh, I'm just going to throw the ball. You can't do that. You have to still establish the run. And I am and I said this earlier too after the game. Look, I'm all for Mike Malarkey calling the offense because I know what he can do. We know he loved to run the ball. We have to run the ball. That's, 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 that's your ingredients to win games. Run the ball and you stop the run. All right, uh, Ryan threw for um 397 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So he had a eh, game. 
Um, but you know the, the receivers today the they dropped a lot of passes. Let's let's keep this. Let's keep it one hundred. Let's keep it one hundred. Julio yeah, dropped some passes. Point. Sanu dropped a touchdown uh, uh, pass. Hooper dropped a couple. I it just nothing was going. Nothing was going our way at all today. Nothing. Buzzards look. For mm-hmm. real. Hooper uh, caught nine passes for 130 yards. Sanu, nine passes for 91 yards. Um, tell, Explain the bat, man. Explain the sh- Just go ahead and get the shade, man. The third and 17. We remember the third, the two third downs. Were the third and 17 and the third and seven, or was it the third and eight? But y'all remember those two thirds. The first third and 17, we played quarters, and they ran the soft, skinny posts. <laughs> And able to catch the ball. Like, <laughs> I'm just down. trying to figure out how in the world, how in the world, third, third and seventeen. Like, bruh, you pin your ears back and you get out to the quarterback. Like, I don't understand that zone. Like, he had every, every all the DBs lined up at the first, first down line. Like, you giving them pretty much the first down, and you only rush yeah, four. You ain't even blitz. I see if you blitz. If you blitz, okay, cool. I'm, I won't be mad, but you only rush four people. But and but here's the thing: the third and Go ahead. seven is the one we let uh, him pick up with his uh, legs. Mm-hmm. The one we let him, you know, what I'm saying we had just talked about. We can't, like, man. Remember, I was, as soon as this, I was like, man, I just said this week we cannot let Mariota do that on third and seven, third and eight, that third mm-hmm. and medium, third and you know. That's what but he likes here's to do. the thing, Dan Quinn, man. You look like you're sitting on the hot seat right now. Because here's the thing. Last year, end of the season, you fired everybody. Everybody up under you. And you said, oh, I'm going to call the defense. You don't look like you're doing a good job right there, man. I'm just – look, yeah. just keep it in 100. You don't look like you're doing a good yeah. job. And, and then the kicker, because watch the late games like today. Well – uh, a part of the shade is still today, and I was, you know, just going over. We didn't have a sack or a turnover mm-hmm. today. No sacks and no turnovers. And man, I searched Google. I searched Google to try to find a winning the percentage of, but I couldn't. So man, if somebody is a better stat person than me, I need Pat. What is the winning percentage of teams who did not get a turnover or a sack in the game? What is the winning percentage? I'm a guesstimate that it's. 17% that you can win a game without getting a turnover or a sack in the game. And that was getting pressure today. It just, the pressure wasn't wasn't really effective in my opinion. Yeah. But the thing Look, is Henry kept running the ball and we can't do anything to stop it. We can do any, we cannot do anything to yeah. stop the run. It's the same thing for these past few years. When we lose games, we lose because we cannot stop the run and we cannot run the ball. Yeah. And and not to be a dead horse at all. But there was one particular play today where Vic Beasley did get bit good pressure and made Marietta stuff up in the uh, pocket and he completed what? Like a third? That was a third down. It was like a third and eight. And I was thinking there, like I said, not to be the dead horse, but like, yes, he did get pressure. But the pressure on there is an empty stat because the guy created he 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 still completed the pass for a first down. So yes, Vic did get pressure. He should get credit for that. But man, like marking that down as a stat is like you know. And yeah, you, of course, Vic should get pre- you know he got close to the quarterback than the other four guys out there. But yeah. 
like sometimes pressures, man. Like, dang, he completed it. And we let Marcus Mariota complete three touchdown passes and no interception. Well, I'm going to say this, and I'm he don't do that to nobody. Yeah, else. yeah he does. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, offense, we got to be balanced on play calling, and we have to execute. Yeah. Um, if Dirk, if if this is what we're going to see out of Dirk for the rest of the season, I will be fine. If they just say, hey, man, you relieved your duties and just get get a play call in the Mike Malarkey. That's what I want. Or Matt, just, just Matt, go ahead, Matt. Just, just, you know, just go, Matt. Just tell Matt. Yeah, just call but him. I, I, you Can't know, I love Matt, Mike Malarkey because he's that old school, like, run, uh, run the ball power. Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to see. And I'm, I, I understand the trend these days. This flashy offenses, you got uh, Kansas City, you got the Rams, and all. I, 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 it looks nice, but I'm not a fan of that. Like football one on one, you have to run the ball down their throats and see if they go stop it. All right, and on defense, some of these players may go have to, uh, like Dan Quinn, go have to evaluate some of these players this week and just try to bench them or inactivate them because it's crazy that we have Jermaine Grace. And we have, um, I even say Duke Riley and four-year-old Kuhn and all these guys, even Sanat, they're not even, like, playing. Like, get these guys get these guys a chance because it's the linebacker. See, Dan Quinn called out the linebacker quarter today. But here's my thing. We undersized. <laughs> you undersized. When you have linebackers, it's pretty much, like, 10 pounds more than me. And I'm not even a big guy. I'm only, what, 210 on a good day. Like, you have a linebacker that's two twenty, two thirty. The only big linebacker you have is Campbell. You know you're gonna get be- you're gonna get bullied, especially especially on run plays. But I feel like they should give give other uh, players some ch- some chances out there. Like even Jordan Miller, get like I'm gonna get tired of seeing Jordan Miller inactivated. Get him a chance. Let's see what he can do. All right. But we ain't going to be the dead horse. We'll run through the college because we got Laura over there stewing. Yeah. We know. We didn't forget about you, Laura. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Uh, run through the uh, college uh, this week. UJ had a bye. Um, Georgia State had a bye. Georgia Southern, uh, another L. Um, they dropped to uh, Louisiana Lafayette. They break them one of three on the season. Now, we would expect, uh, looking at their schedule, that they'll start winning the next few games. But right now, we're one and three. Um Valdosta State won uh, Shorter College. They beat Shorter College 44-7. Kennesaw State won 35-7 over Ryan Hart. The game was stopped in the third quarter due to lightning, but it still will count as um, a full game. And uh, that's pretty much for the uh, college news. Check us out Wednesday for more detailed college report um, for uh, what happened in the college game. But... The topic of Hold the on, we gotta go through, is the NHL. We gotta go through Atlanta United. Okay. So United, they played this week. Uh, oh, they did not yeah. have a good week. They played uh, New York FC up in the Bronx, and we lost that game four to one. And then four today to we played Montreal, and they, we pretty much drew, uh, that match was drew. We drew it up, and yeah, so we were pretty much ready for the playoffs. And Barco will return soon. They saying that he may end up if he don't return this season, he probably will return uh, for the playoffs. So, yeah. all right, um, everybody who's joining us tonight, thanks Trey for joining us. Thanks JF. We gonna call, stop calling you Jonathan Foskey. That's too much to say. JF, you JF now. 
Uh, JF says Atlanta sports is making me thinking about jumping. Don't jump, man. And Don't jump. <laughs> he said he actually likes the uh, Brewers, and he got a um, baseball signed by the uh, whole team. Trey said Cutter, Cutter is no better than Stark. For real. And JF also said there was the one drive where we had nine passes and zero mm, runs. Yeah, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> For real. A two-score two game, and we just throwing the ball like we're down, you know. Um, and Trey said it seems like Cutter just calls random plays and expect them to work. Insanity. Insanity. <laughs> yeah, dang, that is the definition. Trey also said the same thing happened to Smitty. It's happening to Quinn now. Mm-hmm. JF said Cutter lost me as soon as he pulled Sark and called it reverse. Uh, and then, too, like, you know, if you're going to call a reverse, stretch it. We weren't even on the opposite half, so you got to get a man some, some room to work with. Uh uh, Melvin Emery joined us. He said, very disappointed in the Falcons, but still a Falcons fan. And JF says, is Malarkey caused the plays? Maybe they actually activate Allison and let uh, him play. And JF said, okay, we'll call him JF. We'll finally stop butchering my last name. It's not Fosky, or what is it? Fosky? Yeah, just tell me, just, just tell put, me in the YouTube, in yeah. the, not YouTube, just tell me in the uh, Facebook yeah. chat. I'll put the phonetic spell in there, but you JF now yeah. for me anyway. But, uh, the topic at hand tonight, we're talking some NHL. We're talking what, well, are they still our thrashers? What used to be our thrashers, and they escaped up to Winnipeg, and I remember everything Man, that happened because I'm old. I remember that 2000, that, that spring day of 2011. Like, my heart got broken from me. Um, so, before I even talk about that, we did a poll on uh, on our Twitter, and we said we will be discussing mm-hmm. that thrashing on our show today. Before we do, we want to yeah. ask you ask the guys how to, how they feel about hockey in the city. So we had 167 people voted. All right. Um and this is how it went. Let's see. So 30% said they missed the Thrashers and Flames cuz we also had the Flames here back in the uh, 70s. Um 19% said that we're not a hockey town and 45% leading leading the polls uh, they said bring NHL back to ATL, meaning that we can thrive as an NHL city. It's just the circumstances that we was under when we had those two teams. It's just bad ownership. And 6% said don't care, hockey is lame. So, yes, <laughs> everybody here, look, if you if you listen to NHL, I don't know who's the uh, the commissioner of NHL. If you listen to this, we will support a hockey team if you guys bring it back. But it needs to be – in the right hands of the correct owner to make sure it's a, it's a successful franchise. All right. So eight years later, and I know we still haven't got gotten over the Thrashers leaving town. Um, what's your thoughts on it, uh, Laura? Well, just the Thrashers leaving.
Yeah. Do you because the people in the chat saying they can't hear her? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Check the audio. I think you got her muted. All right, say something, Lord. Now, can y'all can y'all hear her now? Say something. Is somebody? Yeah. Hold on, let's double check, let's see. Yeah. If somebody in the chat, if somebody in the chat can can say if they can hear her, um Yeah, she coming through on my end. Oh man, what Georgia boy. Hey Jonathan, can you hear Laura? Uh, let me just do it like this here. Yeah. All right, well, I'm being serious, y'all. Come on, y'all. We got to. I need to know if if y'all can hear or not. Like, let me. Hold on. I just do it like this. All right. Well, let me let me do something else then. Let me try. Let me try something else. Give me a minute. Yeah, source. Um, basically, time uh, Ted Turner he owned Braves Hawks. He basically went into partner partnership with Time Warner. Time Warner basically had to sell. Time Warner sold to a group called the Atlanta Spirit Group. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I ain't mean, I mean to cut you. No, no, go ahead. All right, I was just trying to get some filler. Just trying to get some filler. All right, so, um, all right, Laura, uh, they say they can hear her earlier. So, say something now, uh, Laura. Can you guys hear me? All right, can you guys hear her? Guys, is it better now? Yeah, I, I I added everything in there now. Like everything on my everything's coming clear on my end. Hmm. Okay, they yeah, say, they yeah, they're good. Now. All right, good, okay. good, good. <laughs> all right, so but, going, so all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes this any stuff be tripping. But all like, right. like I was saying real quick, um, the Atlanta Spirit Group, basically, the trade for Joe Johnson. That's what broke everything down. I know you guys think they don't have anything to do with hockey, but basically one of the owners, because there was a group of owners there and they all had to grow on, agree on everything. One of them didn't want to make the trade for Joe Johnson. When the, when the group got it, they were really, more, it, they were really more interested in the rights to the stadium because they wanted to have concerts and do other things like that. They wanted to make money. They didn't want to pay the Joe Johnson salary. And they didn't want to pay, like Laura alluded to, the salaries to 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 the the players in the NHL, and that's what broke. That's what and, started the whole. 
And let's put everything in perspective, man. And this is what um, I'm reading off the ATS Sports Clinic. Brendan, uh, he made some good stuff uh, last night. He said they really never had a chance. He said kids don't grow up playing or watching hockey here for the most part. He talking about Atlanta. And another factor was the abysmal ownership. I was a kid when I was – went to my first game in 2002. And – I was always loyal to the Threshers, and so were the uh, ones who actually showed up. He said, "I think it couldn't have, it could have had a chance if there was a uh, viable product on the ice, which is true." Um, the one year the Threshers made the playoffs, the place was pretty packed, and the fans were uh, enthusiastic. But as per usual, the team didn't get it done. I always remember uh, Kovalchuk and Hassel for that year. I remember them as well, and he said. One could argue that the Coyotes, the original Jets, that pretty much moved from Winnipeg to Arizona back in, I believe, 96, 97, should have moved back to Winnipeg. But the NFL propped them up for uh, some reason. And the NHL ran the team for a while. But we, we were we were odd ones out. We were the odd ones out pretty much in 2011. He said, I think it was due to the fact that ATL had the best roster among relocation candidates, which is true. Because if, if you look at the Coyotes back, in 2010 2011 like they was horrible but um yeah but yeah but let's and going back to even like i wouldn't even thought of then back in the 70s when we had the atlanta flames we only had the flames here for eight years and um they moved to calgary after the 1980 season now you fast forward pretty much 19 years later and the city was awarded the second franchise with the Atlanta Thrashers. And mainly, that's the reason why Phillips Arena was built, to be honest with you, to lure hockey back in the NHL back to the city. All right? So we had we got the hockey team. The first few years, I don't know if everybody remember, we had two promising first-round picks out in our season, Patrick Stefan and Luke Sellers. Um, what's your thoughts about the, uh, those two players, Laura, the first few years? Um, uh, with the Thrashers. Oh boy. Um. Well, I do still have my Patrick Stefan jersey, so I think I've, i The bad thing is, those after about a year, you know, you wear them to the games, and folks kind of look at it and go, "Oh, you owed one of those." <laughs> um, I always kind of I felt bad for Patrick Stefan. Um. Yeah. I think that both those players had. I mean, because with a new team and first round draft picks and all the excitement that goes around that. I really think that there was just a world of um, expectations placed on both of them mm-hmm. that, I mean, sellers definitely couldn't live up to because I think he only played like a game uh, for the Thrashers, but poor Patrick Stefan. Um, he just, he just couldn't live up to the expectations. And I think that with him being the first round draft pick, Everybody thought, you know, oh, you're, he's an elite scorer, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. Um, so with all the pressure on that of being, like, the marquee first guy for the Thrashers and, um, you know, just the, the team, especially considering after the expansion draft, they were a bunch of old cast-offs, you know, for the other teams. The Thrashers didn't have the benefit of, like, what the Golden Knights had the other – a couple years yeah. ago. Um you know, that everybody thought that he was going to carry him. He just couldn't. And yeah. then God love him. He got sent to Dallas and scored a goal in his own net. And it just, <laughs> you know, it just kind of went downhill yeah. from there. 
Yeah. That's kind of I remember Stefan. Stefan, yeah. he was good. He was only good at, like, I saw flashes of defense from him. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, like, scoring, I just thought that, oh, yeah, he he cannot score at all. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he was definitely, he would have been a good, you know, quality third line player mm-hmm. somewhere, or even second line. But the Thrashers were just like, oh, my God, let's get him into the NHL right away. And, then you know, put him on the first line because he's the only name we have on a roster that people recognize and don't laugh at. So here, and it just. But the bad thing is, though, is like even with the Thrashers' last draft pick with uh, Bermistroff, they were still doing the same thing. They still drafted the kid and immediately plopped him in the NHL without giving him any sort of developmental time or anything. So it's like you know, eleven years, ten, eleven years, they didn't even learn. Yeah. All right. For Go for for a novice like myself, so what what is you know I I know hockey has a minor league <laughs> such as baseball. What is the normal path for a guy once he get drafted? How long before he makes it you know to the show? You know to put it in baseball terms, what's the normal path? A lot of it just kind of depends on the player. Um, some some of the more recent first round draft picks like. This year's first round draft pick, Jack Hughes, um, you know, New Jersey's going to put him in the lineup like right away. Like he's going in now as an 18 year old kid. Um, Others, you know, they'll, they'll let him go through camp and keep their eyes on him. And that sometimes some of the kids may be able to play the most they can play without being sent down is eight games. And then they either have to be sent down to avoid burning a year on their contract or they have to keep them up. Um, So they can, kind of get a good taste for where the kid's going. Um, But honestly, a lot of it just kind of depends. There are a lot of really good, good players that have been with, uh, with their junior teams and then with their AHL teams for a couple years, two, three years, just to see if they can add a little bit of size and um, get a better skill set. But I mean, a lot of it just kind of depends on, if it's one of those generational talents or, or gotcha. if it's not. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. So like you said uh, earlier, um, Time Warner, um, that was the, I guess, ownership when the Thrashers was first brought into the league. Um, around 2003, mm-hmm. I believe, they sold the team mm-hmm. to Atlanta Spirit. They sold the Thrashers and the Hawks to Atlanta Spirit. Yep. And and the rights to the stadium to the arena that was the mm-hmm. big one the rights to the yep. arena the three things yep they sold the that's that's what they wanted the main thing they wanted was the rights to the arena that's what they really yep. wanted they was okay on the Hawks they they didn't really want the Thrashers they wanted the rights to the arena that was what was the lure to yep. them Phillips Arena at that time yep. and when they bought when they when they sold the the, the team to the spirit, and I saw the, the ownership. I'm like, y'all really don't. I don't think y'all understand hockey. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I and I pretty much it was around the same time that um, like a year, uh, two years late, two years earlier, that uh Arthur Blank bought the Falcons, and I was and I said to myself, I said Arthur Blank probably be a better owner, um, than Atlanta Spirit as far as the, uh, the Thrashers, and, and you know. I hate I I hate to be right sometimes, but hey, 
one of the things with the uh, with the owners and spirit groups and done this kind of goes done this kind of goes back to what we were debating a couple weeks ago um you know obviously we know you're in it to make money but i didn't like because when the group first came out they kind of and you know not they kind of indirectly said that hey we want the name and rights to the they they kind of let you know they weren't as interested especially in the hockey and even in basketball like yeah we're going to spend this much we're going to operate like this that's cold mm-hmm. language for we're going to spend this amount of money we're only going to spend this amount of money we're not going to do that and they told you that from the get-go and and i never liked that because that just lets you know that we're just a corporate ownership we don't care anything about the winning i know that all corporate or all owners don't but don't tell don't tell me that don't tell me that. You know, let let me let me don't don't come out and tell me you don't you're not interested in that. That's that's just bad owner. I don't like when owners do that. Wow. No, because you don't can't. spend any money. Exactly. Yeah. And you just, and you then can't. and you're telling the fans yeah, you're telling that, the fans that basically, hey, we're making enough money being a loser. Why would I want to come support? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why would I come support? So at least if you feel that way, just shut up and don't say it. Don't I say mean, it. Didn't, hear, didn't Bruce Levinson say something about the Hawks like their goal was to make it to the second round of the playoffs and that was it because that was where they like they broke even or they made money? Yep. Yes, yes. And he was said just it. like, he was said just it. like and, wow, okay. that's and okay. Because with, with the attendance, and mm-hmm. if you remember why the Hawks broke up, if you remember, <laughs> Bruce Levinson, that famous mm-hmm. email where he mm-hmm. said that you're, you're basically the, the suburban, you know, Caucasian fans, you're 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 scaring them away from the re- arena with the rap and the so and so. But he also, I mean, he said that. <laughs> oh, I know. I, that email went <laughs> out was fantastic. But like you said, he basically said basically that, hey, said that hey, with our attendance where it is in the bottom half of the league, if we get to the second round, we turn the profit. We did our investors like, you know, like we don't care don't tell us that we're not interested in the business the fans not and they kept talking about the business openly with the paper with the ajc and it's like stop telling the fans that we don't care you that's just making us not like you all right exactly all right go into the chat coach all right um uh we got Lauren PR says, um, ECHL, the Atlanta Gladiators are still playing in Gwinnett, I believe. Yeah, I believe yeah. they are in the AHL. Mm-hmm. I believe the Gladiators are yeah, still they, playing. They, yeah, they playing. Um, and also, Trey, yeah. he said, Blank could own the hockey team. He's a good owner. Um, like I said, if if we ever, uh, if mm-hmm. NHL ever give mm-hmm. us a third chance, which I don't really think that's going to end up happening no time soon anyway, I think Arthur Blank mm-hmm. should own on hockey team do i think they should play downtown atlanta no do they should they play somewhere like in gwinnett or cobb county yes yes i i I really think so uh is it and 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 let me be honest with you guys during the week because thrashers they play what the puck puck drop at seven o'clock and if you don't know anything about atlanta traffic Everybody ain't gonna make it on time, <laughs> and this is the same thing with the Hawks. The same thing with the Hawks, man. Like that's why some of the games played at eight o'clock on a, on a week on a weekday, so that way fans can make it on time. Yeah, like nobody oh, you know, was ever down. Like I could make it down there way before puck drop, coming from Cobb, driving straight down against traffic. But people didn't really get there get there until about halfway through the first period because mm-hmm. the game started at 7 
And that was stupid. Well, I look. Stupid. I, I walked. I walked to the state. I walked to the arena because I stayed was a few blocks away, and I used to get free tickets just to go to the um to the um to the games. So hey, <laughs> um, we and a lot of people and a lot of people ask like if if you guys didn't know that's why baseball games a lot of times. They the first pitch is at seven or seven fifteen seven thirty because a baseball game could last four hours. And if you're yeah. asking parents to bring their kids during the week, especially once you get to September and kids are back in school or parents have to go to work, you know nobody's trying to get home at two in the morning on a Tuesday from a baseball game. So that's why time baseball. And uh, Trey asked a question in the chat, and he says, uh, "Y'all forgive me for being young, but why didn't Ted Turner buy the Thrashers? He's he was the Atlanta. brainchild behind he, it. He he brought the team. Yes, mm-hmm. he he did Trey, and then he went into partnership with Time Warner AOL. Basically, one of the things where they ended up having more shares than him. So when they sold the team, pretty much. So originally, yeah, he did. so he pretty much, yeah." Yeah, went into partnership with them, and then you know his he didn't have majority ownership no more. Yeah, this is what happened with Ted Turner. Like Ted Turner yeah. downfall as soon as as soon as he merged with Time Warner, he lost everything. He lost mm-hmm. the Braves, he lost uh, the Thrashers, the Hawks, and WCW as well. Yeah. Uh, World Championship mm-hmm. Wrestling. In case y'all young bucks don't know anything about real wrestling back in the nineties, but he lost it all. <laughs> he was on top of the world back in the mid nineties. He won the World Series. Uh, the Hawks was looking like they was about to knock on the door for an NBA uh, finals uh, appearance. It's just we couldn't beat Jordan and, and the Bulls. That's just the problem. We brought hockey back, and then WCW pretty much was doing good. And then as soon as he signed with Time Warner, everything just started went, going downhill. He pretty much sold He sold his soul to money, sold his soul to the devil. That's Ooh. all it was. And Time Warner had to sell off because basically they – they overinflated their stocks or something like that, and their their investors weren't getting the return, so they had to sell off everything to pay off what they owed, and that's how Atlanta Spirit Group got to, got it for cheaper than what it was exactly. worth. Yep. All right, so yeah. let's go to after uh, um, Atlanta Spirit bought the team. We had some nice, good players coming up. Well, you know, we had uh, Kovachuk, Mark Savard. Um, and we also had uh, a player by the name of Danny Heatley. Um, a lot of people know, remember him. Uh, happened what happened to Danny. the tragic uh, incident when he killed? Um, uh, he was driving drunk, and uh, Buckhead, his uh, Ferrari slammed into a wall and killed uh, one of his fellow teammates, uh, Dan Schneider. Um, but he, it's just before that accident, man. It's just the Thrashers looked like there was a flavor of, of the league, man. He was on the cover of NHL 2004. I bought that. I Ooh. bought that game. Look, I was the only, yeah. and excuse my, I was the only black person. I was the only person in the hood <laughs> was liking hockey. Like, because everybody was giving away free <laughs> hockey tickets to go to the Thrashers game. Everybody, oh, I don't want to go there. I said, give them to me. I would love to go see a hockey game and it was cold in it because I love the cold anyway. Going to um, Phillips Arena, get out the hood for a night. Man. Um look, man, I, w- I was so ecstatic back then, just getting some free tickets to go to go see the Thrashers. But yeah, but like he was on the he was on the he was on the cover of NHL two thousand four. That was the same year that uh Mike Vick was on the cover of uh, Madden. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, and and you know, being being real, when we first started talking about this show, doing it, I was like, I mean, we can't talk about 
this we can't talk about the thrashers without bringing up that yes. incident but it seems like that incident it yeah, seems like down here man it seems like it kind of killed the franchise not it only does. killed the franchise like killed not the only killed the franchise but it also killed dan, dan danny heatley's career like the man was good yeah, like before that yeah. the man was good it's just like he won awards and everything it's just after that man it's just you know he he, he had, had to trade, trade him. Cause, he had to trade him away because he couldn't stay in yeah, Atlanta. He wanted you know? to leave because he knew that it just staying there was just not going to work out for him. So he asked for he asked yeah. for a trade. Yeah. Even even Dan Snyder's um parents pretty much said that he owed it to the city to stay, but he wanted to leave. What's your thoughts on that, Laura? I mean, I I completely understand why he wanted out. I mean, the the rest of after he came back. Um, after the accident, I mean, he was still good, but watching him play, you know, you could just tell that there was too too many distractions, and his heart just didn't seem like it was in it anymore. And I think I think being traded to Ottawa um, was a good thing. And I mean, it brought us Marion Hosa, and he's probably—I know everybody loves Kovalchuk, but to me, I think Hosa is probably Hosa's the good. best Thrasher. Um, yes. But at the same time, I mean. It just took the wind out of everybody's sails, just yeah. completely. And the the team was playing better. I mean, they played pretty well the first couple months, first half that season after Dan Snyder died. Um, they were in first place in the division for a while, yeah, and then the wheels right. just came off. Like yep. they always, like something always happened um, to go wrong. And I remember right, I think that may have been one of the seasons where they had goaltending issues. You know what? Um, we call that the most Atlanta thing to happen. The Atlanta sports mm-hmm. thing to happen. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, you you're going great and then bouncing back from adversity and a tragedy and then of course just something happens. And I just don't think that the team ever really not just that season, but any season afterwards, ever knew how to get together, you know, as a team and and come back from a bad situation. They just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I think the, yeah. the momentum, the mo, and yeah, that the the accident with Danny Heatley, and then the lockout the next season pretty oh, much killed that, our yeah. momentum. Cause I was so hyped of 2004, 2005 season. I said, man, yeah. we about to come back. We about to win the we about to win the Southeast Division. Soon as they said lockout, I said, man, this is the worst thing that yeah, can happen. It, yeah. it, it, it reminds it reminds me of the two the, not two thousand. It reminds me of the nineteen ninety four Montreal Espos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you you remember that team, but they yeah. pretty much the unofficial world champs of that season. Uh, and I just yeah. and I sit up here and I say, <laughs> well, we could have won, we could have pretty much went all the way and went to the Stanley Cup um, in two thousand four, two thousand five season if there wasn't oh, yeah. lockup. So, uh, so Trey, uh, and Trey and JF both in the chat are you know you know basically saying they're young and don't you know don't remember, but just imagine we had uh, a franchise that was budding that we were just on the cups of starting to do something and the brightest star you know got in an accident with his buddy another player in the car and killed him so just you know i know you got just it just it just killed the franchise it was just no recovery we had to trade him away it was still that cloud hanging over i mean it was it was it was it was tragic i mean it was it was shocking you know, yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, and fast forward to the 2006-2007 season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was out of the market because I went to college. <laughs> I was in college. I went to I went to college in Missouri, and I was out of the market, so I couldn't really watch the games unless it was like aired on ESPN or something like that. And they was making a lot of noise that year. Uh, we had Hosa Kogelchuk and then Mark Savard. Those um, those three guys pretty much led the pack, uh, led the charge for the team that season, and we won our only divisional title that year and we went into the playoffs and we got beat by the Rangers. Um we got swept games. by the we got <laughs> yeah, we got swept by the Rangers. And yeah, like I was like, uh man. So what's your thoughts on this season? Oh God. I mean the playoff games were fun. I'll give them that. Those were those are some of the most fun games that I've I've ever been to. I and mean, everybody was so excited and, and and then the Thrashers just I don't know. The biggest issue I mean, the season itself was great. Like, it just, mm-hmm. everything worked out perfectly. And, I, I mean, I think that the, to a degree, the Thrashers were a little bit of a beneficiary of being part of the Southeast Division, you know, that really wasn't as strong as it could have been. Um, but then you get in the playoffs, and you have Bob Hartley try to, I don't know what he was doing that year in the playoffs, because he, he alternated the goalies in every game. Yeah. So he had Lettinen in game one, and Kari got his butt handed to him. So he put in Hedberg in game two, and that didn't work. So he went back to Lettinen, and it's like you can't, you can't do that. That messes. Goalies are weird anyway. That messes yeah. with their brains. And neither goalie got into a rhythm, or you know, really got into the zone. And then you have the team wondering, well, why? Why is coach switching out the goalies all the time? And that throws them off, and it just. You know, I mean, it just didn't. There, it, it felt like they they didn't have any focus. Yeah, like all the focus they had during the regular season was just gone. Gone. Yeah. It, like I said, it goes back to what we say: the most Atlanta thing that can happen. And we do good in the regular season, and just any team, and in the playoffs, we just lose our minds and just forget how mm-hmm. to play. And you know, it just because, like I said, man, like I said, that we we could have. Going back to 2014, we could have, those few years, we were a great hockey team. And we could have went the distance and, and pretty much um, played for a Stanley Cup. But it's just, you know, that, that playoff run was coaching. That was that was on Hartley. Yeah. And going back to going back to Hartley, the next season, uh, firing Bob, we fired Bob Hartley uh, pretty much, not even a quarter away of the, of the season, but they fired him. Because um, we went on a losing, we don't, we don't, we don't want a losing streak. But I kind of feel that looking back at it, did we fire him too soon? Because once we fired him, that's just every, whatever momentum we had, like trying to be successful here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it just went out the window. Completely. That was our downfall. Uh, what's, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Oh God, I remember when that happened, and at first I was kind of like, well, they're not playing for him. So it makes sense. Go ahead and do it early in the season. Get a quality replacement coach. You know, every coach has a shelf life. And then Atlanta Spirit was just like, well, we'll just make Don Waddell the interim coach. And I remember my first thought was, he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave that bench. And he didn't. (laughs) He was a coach all season long because Atlanta Spirit was too cheap to hire somebody. So they were like, let's just put a general manager out there. That'll work. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
it, it there were a couple games where I was a little impressed by him. Not necessarily strategy, but you know, I was sitting down close to the bench one time and I forgot what happened. One of our players got just cheap shotted and I thought they were gonna kick Waddell out of the game. Like he turned beat red and started screaming at the officials and I was like, Oh my god, he had a reaction to something. <laughs> like he did a he thing. He has a pulse, huh? Yeah, because any time that like I ever got a chance to, to speak with them or um, any of the town hall meetings or anything like that, he reminded me of Droopy the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so to see him like go off on the official was so weird. But yeah. I mean, it was just another symptom of just how cheap you know Atlanta Spirit was. They didn't want to hire a coach. It was like, yeah, hey, we'll put the GM back there. It's fine. We don't care. We'll lose and. It just went from, you know, being one of the best young teams in the league to the team that's being coached by their GM and has Bobby Holik as a captain. Like, so, oh. you youngsters, is a trivia. You can go on uh, Joe Johnson's page and send him some what's the name. Joe Johnson is the reason we don't have a thresher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real, though. I mean, yeah. it, it really yeah. is a part. Like, you know, it's not – Obviously, it's not the whole reason, but it was definitely a part of it. That was the start of it. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson it, it, the reason we don't have hockey. It, it's ironic. <laughs> it's, it's ironic because as soon as the Thrashers left, the Hawks started doing good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that, that coalition. Like they 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 put their stock in. Yes, they wanted to run Phillips Arena, but they also had the choice. Okay, basketball, hockey. So they chose basketball. Um. Yeah, and then you also had, uh, I think Wilkins was also in on it, uh, Spirit Group as well. So you already knew it was conflicting interest from the get go. But um, so going to the final season, we didn't even know it was a final season in 2010. You know, 2010 came, and, and this that whole year, I remember the Card, not Cardinals, but the uh, Coyotes. The Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, or Phoenix Coyotes, whatever you want to call them, they were in talks of two going back to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, okay, sorry, nah, I you know, as long as y'all keep my thrusters in the line, I don't, I really don't care. So we didn't find out that the team was going to relocate to the end of the season because Atlanta Spirit, well, it was like a week before the final seat, the final season, uh, Atlanta Spirit was selling the team. They said mm-hmm. they were selling the team. And then the league pretty much denounced that, saying that they're not selling the team. And you already know, anytime when there's relocation in the air, you know, the league is going to try to downplay it until it actually happens. That's what they said. They did the same thing with the Rams moving back to Los Angeles a few seasons ago. Um, and I just thought that, okay, man, we're about to lose this team. Mm-hmm. And I just – and I hope <laughs> – and I said Atlanta Spirits. And Atlanta Spirits, they, they, they will sell it. And I said – Please let it be Arthur Blank. Please let it be somebody in Atlanta who got money who could keep the team in Atlanta. I said I don't I don't care who I don't care if it's Tyler Perry. Like <laughs> let it be somebody who's invested in staying in keeping this team in the city. Well, long behold, King. Hmm? We say King and King, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so here's the thing: True North. Which I ever I, I I hate them forever to 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 I dead and gone. They pretty much was a suitor uh, to buy the team. And as soon as I saw True North, 
I already know. Okay, yeah, we gone. <laughs> the, the, the team they're not going to keep the team in, in in Atlanta. We 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 know True this. True North. True North. That that goes that goes that goes to show you <laughs> how, much, how much more direct can we be? <laughs> <laughs> so they made they made the transaction back in May back in May two thousand eleven, and lo and behold, the team pretty much moved that summer, and yeah. that was the end of the Atlanta Thrashers. And I I look. I'm I'm sad because I look I've been here I've been living for what 31 years I've been a I've been an Atlanta sports fan for 30 some years, and this is like the first time, and I hope it's the last time I witness a team moving away from my city. I just put a lot of stock. We put a lot of a lot of people here in Atlanta put a lot of stock in this team, like first is buying season tickets or buying the merchandise or going to the town hall meetings, whatever. Like, we put a lot of time into this this franchise, 11 years, and they just took it away from us. All right, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Laura? Yeah, that that whole situation, there's so much about that situation that still makes me mad. Um, I I mean, like, what, like you said, when the season started, you know, yeah, they were kind of having some issues getting people in the stands like they had for a while, and... Then, you know, in December, the Thrashers were in first place mm-hmm. in the division and people were coming to the games a little better. And, you know, we kind of thought, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a chance that if they keep playing, maybe all these rumors will go away. Um, but the rumors just hung around. Um, and I remember listening to radio interviews on 680 with um, with members of the ownership group. Mm-hmm. And the only players that they could like identify as one of her players was Dustin Bufflin. Like they couldn't talk about any other player. And I'm like, if you only know one guy on the team that you own, there's a problem. Like if you can't tell me who the rest of the players are, (laughs) uh, you know, that doesn't really bode well. So, you know, that started, I want to say it started probably in halfway through February. And that's when, you know, on the Atlanta Thrashers, the NHL used to have message boards and all their websites. And the Atlanta Thrashers boards, people kind of started whispering. And then people from Winnipeg started showing up and trolling the boards. And we were like, no, 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 we're not going to relocate. It'll be Phoenix. Because there was that stupid situation with the the ownership group in Phoenix and um, the city dumping all that money in to save the Coyotes, like so much that their fire department could barely function in, in Glendale. Um, wow. Like it was just ridiculous. And I was like, well, that doesn't look good for us because the NHL is not going to have that happen. And then, you know, move the team back to Winnipeg, which is probably what should have happened. Yeah. And, and Gary been- Bettman got on the radio tour um, and he gave an interview. I think it was in Tampa. Uh, to a local sports radio station, they asked him about it. He was like, "No, no, no, the Thrashers, we're not relocating the Thrashers. They're not going to move." And it was like a week before the relocation sale. Exactly. It was, um, it was just, it just really, it sucked. It really, really, genuinely sucked to, to you know, get the text message or to get the the push alert on my phone saying the you know, Thrashers have been sold to True North, and then to watch the interviews on. Um, Fox Five, where one of the owners is like, "Oh, my son was so upset that we had to sell the team, and blah blah blah, and just all this, pardon my French, but bullshit." 
um, you... that he was talking about. And it was just, it was so insulting. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, everybody was like, oh, well, Atlanta's a horrible sports market, and Atlanta's, you know, they can't support hockey teams, and nobody down there likes hockey, despite the fact that we have, like, a million transplants down here. Exactly. Um, you know, and it was just a pile-on time right after it left, and it sucked. And what people didn't realize is it was because of the ownership group. It was yeah. just like the Flames. It's the owners that were the problem, mm-hmm. not the market. But... I think the market has that reputation now. I mean, we're the only market that's lost two sport, two hockey teams like that. Yeah, I mean, b- both of our teams are playing each other at the Heritage Classic this month or next month, <laughs> which is just like, I'm like oh, oh man, God. that's a slap in the face. The Heritage Classic, I know, right? Is they, oh. Are they trolling us? Oh, oh man, hold on. Flames versus <laughs> Jets. I was I think like, they're trolling us, Cole. Done. I think they're trolling us. Yeah. But here's my th- here's my thing. I remember that day when I saw it on True North because I got notifications on my phone. I saw it. Guess what? Hours later, I had to go buy a new phone because I I, I threw my I was literally outside. I was outside doing work, all right, and I was on the driveway or whatever, and I saw it. I just slammed it and it shattered. Ooh. And like, I I was so upset. I'm saying, are you really kidding me? Like, they. Did not give did not give this franchise a chance to thrive in the city. It was the ownership. It was the ownership, and now I say to this day, screw NHL, screw the National Hockey League because they did not give Atlanta a chance at all. Like you give you gave Arizona a chance, and they still have their hockey team. I'm trying to figure out. It's a desert out there. Like yeah, what? nobody is, out there play hockey. Come on now, like I don't understand. Still have bad attendance. Their attendance out there is still one of the last lowest teams. Exactly. Another thing, another thing that hurt us too is they created those divisions, the Southeast divisions, and they put a whole bunch of expansion teams in a division where, what you're gonna be playing twenty, thirty games a year against teams that nobody wants to see. They want to see the Rangers. They want to see the Bruins. They want to see these historic teams, the Blackhawks. I don't want to see the Panthers. Oh, God, I don't no. want to see the Memphis or or the the Tennessee, whoever they were. You know, so the Carolina, like, but but Car- you know, the Carolina Hurricanes, they they once were the uh, Hartford Whalers. A lot of people don't know that. So, and 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 Hartford been trying to get Hartford been trying to get that team back for a good minute. Hartford and uh, yeah. Quebec. So yeah, but nobody wants to see a division full of expansion oh. teams. I mean, you the know, only two teams that people showed up for when we played them were Tampa Bay and uh, the Capitals because the Caps had Ovechkin and Semin and Tampa and Bay had La Cavalier and St. Louis. So it's like there are two teams, and both those teams beat us every damn time. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and the Lightning, the Lightning, they won, they won the Stanley Cup uh, back yeah, in like 2003, I believe. 2004, so, yeah. Yeah, 2003, 2004, yep. So, but look, like, Here's and a lot of people and I ask this question: Will NHL ever come back? I don't know. I I I really don't know. It all depends on if the league. I don't know how the, how the league is doing right now. Like I'm looking at MLS right now and how Atlanta United been, has been playing and how the league has been doing overall. Like it's like the soccer. Like in MLS, is like they're doing way better now because every year they they're announcing expansion teams. Like, yeah, I mean St. Louis just got one, which I'm I'm super excited about. Exactly. 
St. Louis got one, and I think uh, Nashville's getting one as well. And then, um, like, in, you look at the NHL, they're only, they're only expanding to Seattle. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, with Seattle support, uh, hockey because they didn't really support uh, the the well I, I'm pretty sure they supported the Supersonics. I think they, that was another thing with ownership as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean the the good thing about Seattle getting a team is at least they have a uh, a built-in rival right there with Vancouver. Yeah, but I mean I I don't know. I mean I know the markets wanted one up there for a while, but. I, I just don't know. I'm I'm very very happy with how Vegas is doing. I mean they're doing great. And I mean I'm sure the NHL's making money hand over fist right now. I mean they've as much as I hate Gary Bettman and have hated him for over 20 years. The little guy can run a league. Like he can turn a profit. So, I mean as long as the league's making the money it's making now. I mean, I don't, I don't foresee him coming back here anytime soon. Um, I think a lot of the rumors say that the next uh, relocation area is probably going to be back up in Quebec City. Yeah, and I and I and I feel like they deserve it because uh, they used to have the team that's now the Colorado Avalanche, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I, it's funny because as soon as they moved to Colorado, that same year they won the uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, <laughs> at man. least that didn't happen to us. Yeah, and they had those cool. Uh, that's when everybody was wearing the hockey jerseys, and Avalanche yeah. was cool. Yeah, I remember they, that. Their little jersey was cool. <laughs> Them and the Dallas Stars. I remember uh, yeah. Dallas Stars used to be the um, the Minnesota North Stars, and they moved to Dallas. A few years later, they won the uh, Stanley Cup. So like I said, I, I you know, it's yeah, a lot of hockey it, knowledge. Okay, trust, <laughs> look, I know about my hockey now. I, I love some hockey. I love okay. some hockey. Like trust me, if, if we had a if we had a ring in some here ice ring in some here, I would have been playing. I'm telling you, I would have been out there like without a stick. Huh? Hey, I would have been out there fighting. <laughs> you know Entertainment. Out there skating without a stick. <laughs> I was just ready for something to pop off. That's all. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. To, go go in the chat real quick, Coach. All right. Uh, all right. Um. Started at Jonathan Foskett, the stereotypical. He said this is a stereotypical question, but do the Thrashers have a high-power oh, okay, offense yeah. and terrible defense like all other Atlanta <laughs> he teams? He said a uh, stereotypical question, that we have a high-power offense and no defense? I'm going to let Laura answer that question. <laughs> Hell, we didn't have either there for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a couple good players like Kovalchuk and then – you had like that one year, it wasn't the last season, I think it was the second to last season where um, John Anderson was the coach and I, I don't I don't know what he was doing. Um, he kept putting like Chris Thorburn that was the fourth line center who I love, I love Chris Thorburn, but um, kept putting him centering Kovalchuk and then sometimes they put the other fourth line center, Jim Slater on the first line centering Kovalchuk and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like there was nobody down the middle and you had these really, really good high power defensive players and then everything like just everything was on Kovalchuk or everything when Hosa was here, everything was on Hosa. And it just like they can't do everything by themselves. Um the defense was there. 
it was a thing that we had sometimes. Um, it just, like, I mean, it just, it didn't come together as a team. We had a lot of really strong individual players, but we didn't have a really strong, cohesive team unit, especially the last couple of seasons. I, I remember. Uh, I, I remember. I, remember uh, I don't remember what period it was, but I remember it was a period we did have some goalie issues at one time. Oh yeah, and there was that <laughs> one year, a revolving door of just yeah, like five goalies, and that was a year. That was a year before we made the playoffs, and that season they almost made the playoffs, and they would have if we wouldn't have had so many goalie issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Trey asks, isn't Atlanta growing enough to support a new team, especially in Cobb and Gwinnett? Uh, here's the thing. Yes. To answer that question, yes. But would they put a team here? No. Like, you got to think about it, too. There's other, like, I'm not trying to compare Atlanta to Kansas City at all. But we got you got to think about it, the location, too. It's not because of population. It's because of, it's, it's about the market. Kansas City, I think Kansas City is a great, location to put a hockey team all right because if you look at it the closest team they have is the blues and uh the avalanche um i think if you put a put a team there it'll it'll spark a rivalry with the blues and avalanche um and another city you think about would be probably san antonio some 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 city in dallas some city in texas houston doesn't have a team Mm -hmm. and san antonio doesn't have a team so you also got to think about that as well. And if you are a chairman of the league and you're looking at Atlanta who lost, yes, they lost two franchises. One is – we lost the Flames. It wasn't because of ownership. It was because of the tenants. It just nobody was showing up for them. But the Thrashers, we lost the Thrashers. It, it wasn't the tenants. The tenants were, were, were good for the most part. It was the ownership. But still in the back of their mind, you had two shots. You're not getting a third one, so not right now. I, I, you know, maybe twenty, thirty years. Who knows? Maybe if a team like Arizona or a team like Vancouver, like I love the Canucks, I really do. If they decide that they want to relocate, and if we have somebody here in the city that will buy the team and move it to Atlanta, that's the only way we'll get a team. I don't think we get an expansion team. If we do get a team, it has to be somebody that's going to buy a team from a, from an ownership in another market and bring it here. Yeah, I mean, I think the that Atlanta a better chance of having, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, to be honest. Um, but having the Gladiators move up from ECHL to AHL. Yeah, like I really could because they draw very, or they've always drawn very well for um, an ECHL team, despite the fact that it's a pain in the butt to get out there um yeah it is the loot is horrible (laughs) i mean they've always done well so i'm i'm a little surprised that they haven't kind of moved up a level Mm -hmm. but i mean i think that that hot i mean hockey especially in like in Cobb, they just built a brand new ice rink right behind um over here on bear parkway uh right behind Mm -hmm. a shopping center and it hosts uh ksu hockey and georgia tech hockey um so I mean, there's a lot of interest in in the sport, yeah. and I think that having a team up here, I mean, I really do think that, you know, a lot of the attendance would probably be really, really good. It's just, I just don't think that it would be, at least for right now, um, 
I don't think I don't think people trust the trust the market. So many people got so burned by the Thrashers that I don't think people trust the NHL very much down here anymore. Yeah, I, that, that's how I feel. That's how I feel too. Yeah, it's interesting that she said that because uh, Lauren PR in the chat said um, he just attended the college club game of KSU and UGA and must be in the rink that you're talking about. And he said mm-hmm. it was packed. He said it was packed. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't get in there. You couldn't get in there when it was at the old rink either, but that's because the old rink was tiny. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. – uh, KSU's hockey team's always been – at, at least until KSU got the football team, it was like the biggest strong sport. Yeah. That's why I say, yeah. like, hockey is, is big in the city. I don't care. Like, don't let the NHL draw that narrative that we can't support hockey. Like, we can support hockey. It's just got to be in the right ownership. And mm-hmm. you got to build the arena in the right location. I don't think downtown Atlanta is a good area. Now, if you build it in Cobb County, I think if you build it near the Braves Stadium or you build like, or you expand, like, the, the Luth Arena, yeah. you know, I think it, it'll thrive up there in that area. Like, I think what they need to do is they need to do what they do with Bridgestone and find some place where it's an entertainment district or there's stuff to do around the arena mm-hmm. and then either put the arena there or build stuff up around that. So that way, because there really isn't a whole bunch, other than like the CNN Center and the restaurants in there, there wasn't a whole bunch to do around Phillips. Yeah. So... I mean, I know going to a game up in Nashville is a blast because, like, right after the game, you can walk right out on Broadway and go out and hang out. Yeah. So maybe try to build something like that and try to build kind of just like what the Braves have. The yeah. Braves with the battery, you know, like you leave the game. It's so many restaurants and bars, or you can just hang out with just fans. Like I remember, I just went to a game uh, last week when they clinched uh, in L. East. Like I didn't, I didn't leave the area to like what. Uh, two hours after the game ended because yeah. I wanted to I wanted to go and just hang out with the fans and stuff. Yeah, it's just fun just to be down with down there with other fans and talk to them and just hang out and grab grab some dinner or something like that. I mean, and I remember after Thrasher's games, I went home. Yeah, <laughs> like there wasn't anything. There wasn't nothing to do. Everything yeah. was closed. Yeah, mm. like everything. Like the only place that stayed open. Uh, for a little bit after the games was Taco Mac, when that was down there. Yeah, you get tired of eating But after time. after the Thrashers left, I think that kind of d- like really hurt their business because mm-hmm. hockey fans drink. So I think that was part of the reason why that Taco Mac had to close is because they weren't doing any big, you know, that they lost forty one games a year. Dang, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, uh, last person to join. Last person to join us was Eric. Uh, I twenty Eric, and he said that um, he, he I guess he was a uh, Red Wings fan. He always wanted to see Detroit play Atlanta, and uh, I guess judging by his emojis, he's not an Avalanche fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a rivalry between the Red Wings and the um, yes. Avalanche. And he says, uh, Eric, I'm, I'm not sure if you were listening, Eric, and you just weren't coming. He said that um, I can't think about the Thrashers without thinking about Danley Heatley. Yeah, we talked about that for a while uh, earlier, Eric. I'm not sure if you were on yet. But yeah, you same, same here. Yeah, we feel the same. Yeah, and it's funny too that he's a Wings fan because those were the games that, like, I I kind of dreaded going to because there were like hundreds of fans, of fans in the- <laughs> and it was a sea of red. Yeah, and the games against the Blackhawks too. I mean, those were 
It didn't happen too often, but oh my God, they invaded. And then I'm a blues fan because I'm from St. Louis originally. So when the blues would come down, I'd wear my blues stuff and go down and stuff like that. And there'd be like 15 of us. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) People talk about transplants all the time. And really, it's mostly Chicago and and Detroit. Yeah. That and uh, I remember I used to go. Yeah. I Mm. remember I used to go to games that. yeah, like before the Thrashers, I was a Canucks fan, and I also was a um an Islanders fan, uh, New York yeah. Islanders. And I, I still look if it's an Islanders game, come on my TV right now, I'm gonna watch it. Like yeah, I'm gonna watch it. They're a good team. Yes, they are. Like I, I love the Islanders, but you know, as a home team, as a hometown person, I loved my Thrashers, and I really did. Um. Also, Trey in the, in the uh, chat, he said that they should put a hockey rink in Cascade. Man, you don't want to do that, dude. Man, he put a, a hockey rink out there, but it's going to be fights breaking out every day. And he said, oh, yeah, so. <laughs> so. <sighs> so. All right. So, uh, Laura, let them know one more time where they can check you out at, where they can read you at, and where you, who you write for. And everything. Yeah, um, you can follow me at Twitter at, at @hildymac, um, and I am the blog manager for St. Louis Game Time, uh, so you can read my uh, my stuff on the St. Louis Blues over at stlouisgametime.com. Right. Yep. And you was and the, it, it, she was the former um, editor for Bird Watchers, um, what was Bird Watcher? What was the name of it? Oh, Bird Watchers Anonymous. Yeah. Bird Watcher Anonymous. Um, that was the that was the Thrashers on uh, SB Nations account back then. Yeah, me and the Falconer and Timmy F and Aaron. Yeah, and that you guys, yeah. you guys. Uh, Laura is also a baseball fan. Uh, baseball a fan. She's a Cardinals fan. So <laughs> be sure to troll her on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> looking forward to Thursday. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, uh, let them know what we got coming up uh, this week, Don. We got Wednesday, we got our uh, college show. All right, it's and then we got it's a busy show. week yeah, in ahead. Atlanta sports, um, outside of what we're doing. But you have um, you have the, the uh, Hawks, they practicing again, their training camp coming up. Then you have um, the Braves starting the postseason in LDS. And then you also have the Atlanta Blaze, who's also going to uh, play, uh, who also have playoff games. So it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot to do. It's a lot to watch. So you should be um, excited. I know everybody's upset about uh, the Falcons losing today. But, hey, I'm putting that in the rearview mirror. I'm looking back like this. Okay. But um, everybody should be excited. The Braves play in LDS this week. And we had the potential to mm-hmm. go and go to the next round in the NLCS. We haven't played in the NLCS in almost, what, 18 years, I believe. It was 2001 since we played in the, in the NLCS. Wow. Yes, that long. Um, I'm, it's something, I, like I said, something got to give. But um, we're going to be back Wednesday. We're going to cover, we're going to preview the Georgia-Tennessee game with Caleb Calhoun. That'll be, be fun. fun. Um, I know a lot of people in the chat, they're going to want to come back and uh, watch uh, watch that Um that live stream on 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 Wednesday. I know a lot of people go go troll. They go troll the guy, Caleb Calhoun. So hey, it is what it is. Um, so just come back Wednesday for that. So 
Um, thank you to everybody in the chat that uh, came in tonight and talked hockey. I know we educated a lot of people on hockey, uh, the, the history of the Thrashers tonight. Um, share this content out with other people who pretty much y'all age or who never <laughs> knew anything about the Thrashers because, like I said, they were a exciting franchise, man, and I wish you guys would have saw them play. I wish they were still here. Uh, thank you, Laura, for um, coming on and um, pretty much reminiscing the good times that we had thank here in the city of the Threshers. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so Thanks, much. Anytime. All right. Um, so if you're new to the channel, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics. And also hit us up in the comment section. As always. Come holler. It's your hometown sports, hometown podcast. sports podcast. We'll see y'all Wednesday. Y'all have a great evening.